0: When I grow up, I've decided I want to be just like Joe Biden. No, I don't want to fall on the ground and poop myself. <laughs> no, I want to I want to sell my influence for millions of dollars worldwide. I mean, hell, if Joe Biden can do it, why can't the rest of us, right? Hashtag Bidenomics. What's up? This is Mark K. Saves of the Republic, and I'm so glad that you've decided to join me today. I'm glad that you join me each and every day, and I'm not lying. I'm not joking. This is, you know, it's something I've been contemplating and thinking about for a long time. In fact, um, I've, I've recently, you know, I've got a lot of experience with cancel culture I've got a lot of experience with platform, deplatforming and demonetization. I've got a lot of experience with the woke mob coming after me as a conservative broadcaster and thinker and really entrepreneur as a conservative business person in what is an unfriendly conservative climate. um, I've learned quite a bit about marketing and messaging and how to use the very platforms that hate conservatives to grow a conservative audience and profit from it. I've got a lot of influence, basically, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna follow the example of Joe Biden. Joe Biden got a lot of money for just being Joe Biden, and now I've decided I'm gonna get a lot of money for just being Kay, But I'm gonna help people in the uh, I'm gonna help people in the process. I'm not, and I'm not talking about helping you know the way Joe Biden helped people. Like for example, Burisma uh, was a corrupt organization that was trying to get Joe Biden to use billions of dollars of taxpayer American taxpayer money to um, strong arm the government into firing a prosecutor so that they wouldn't all go to jail and so that they could use uh, their company or they could use their, you know, good name. It wouldn't sully their good reputation so that they could break into other markets like, well, wouldn't you know it, The United States of America. And so Joe Biden rolled in and did just that. I'm going to do the same thing, but without the strong arming. What I'm going to do is I'm going to start talking to conservative businesses. I'm going to start talking to conservative entrepreneurs and influencers. And I'm going to let them know everything that I've done in my career to grow my audience, grow my message, build new platforms, sell products, create products, uh, you know, earn a living, and and avoid cancellation, um, and create something that I like to call. I believe that I've created something here that is uncancelable. I've learned tricks of the trade. I've learned things to do, and now, as a result, I have cancel-proofed my own business. I've cancel-proofed my own show. I've cancel-proofed my own life. I do not fear. Uh, that I will ever be canceled because uh, canceled by anybody because once again I am cancel proofed, much like you know things are waterproofed or bug proofed. Uh, that's what that's what I've done, and I'm going to start doing that. Now, one of the things that I've decided to do is grow my YouTube channel a little bit. Not the first YouTube channel that got demonetized and deplatformed. <laughs> I, t- I told you, I told you I had experience. Wait till I open a brand new LinkedIn account. Uh, what I'm going to do, do is I'm going to um, use my new YouTube platform. And I'm going to continue to put up videos from the show, and continue to put up other, you know, diatribes and and you know, uh, other you know tidbits of information, stuff that we do on Newsmax TV, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but what I'm also going to do is I'm also going to start to give you some valuable life lessons. If you're a conservative in the business environment, if you're somebody who uses social media sparingly because you're afraid or you feel that you've been unjustly or unrightly uh doxxed or or deplatformed any of those things, I'm gonna share with you some information that I've learned over the years that I think might help. So if you, the long story short, if you don't follow me on YouTube, follow me on YouTube. It's the new YouTube, not the old YouTube. It's the YouTube, uh it's Mark K on YouTube. It's at Mark K Show on YouTube. And you'll know it because it's the same photo as the Mark K Saves the Republic podcast. It's the one of me in my blue shirt with my shades and my little American flag. If you don't see me in my shades with my little American flag, it's the wrong Marquet. It's either my old D platform page or it's someone pretending to be me. Um, either way, make sure shades, red, little American flag. Um, that's the one that that's the one that I want you to follow because, like I said, I'm going to start enhancing it and and updating it more regularly, and I'm really really excited. All right. Back to the news. Uh, Speaking of Joe Biden, do you remember when we said he was weaponizing the government against his biggest adversary and political uh, in his uh, political opponent, Donald Trump? Well, guess what? He is weaponizing the government against his biggest political adversary and opponent, Donald Trump. We know now that Jack Smith, who has not only uh, pushed a phony bunch of indictments for violations of the the. Uh, what is it, the Espionage Act of 1917 in Florida on Donald Trump, added four more charges on top of that, has also indicted Donald Trump on four counts of, I don't even, ridiculousness in D.C. But now he wants the trial to start, get this, January 2nd, 2024. January 2nd, 2024. Do you know what happens in January of 2024? if you said the Iowa caucus, you're right. Uh, Breitbart reports, Jack Smith wants Trump trial to start January 2nd, 2024, right before the Iowa caucuses. He told a federal court in Washington, D.C. on Thursday that prosecutors want to start the trial of former President Donald Trump on January 2nd, 2024, right before the Iowa caucuses launch the Republican presidential primary. Uh, The government proposes, he writes, that the trial begin on January 2nd, 2024 and estimates that its case in chief will take no longer than four to six weeks. As Breitbart News has noted, Trump faces four charges to his challenges of the 2020 election result and the resulting riot at the Capitol, blah, 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 blah. One of the four charges carries a potential death penalty if Trump were to be convicted. I know it's not funny, but a little funny. Smith faces accusations from critics that he is shaping his prosecution to interfere with the 2024 election. The judge in the documents case in federal court in Miami set that trial date for May of 2024, after most of the GOP primaries will have been held. Breitbart News has noted a pattern in which the government announces indictments or actions against Trump the day of or after damaging revelations about the Biden family. On Wednesday, the House Oversight Committee revealed bank records that show the Bidens received $20 million From the foreign partners of Hunter Biden prior to meetings with then Vice President Joe Biden, then miraculously, the trial date for uh, the Donald Trump trial was set for set for January. I think probably we're going to get this other indictment, right? Is that what they're thinking? Wednesday we got these bank documents. Yesterday the news was all about. uh, Yesterday the news was all about Hunter Biden and J and J and all those other people. And now all of a sudden, dun dun dun, it appears that we have um, a new uh, wrinkle in the Donald Trump case. Plus, let's not forget in Fulton County, Georgia, they're still looking um, to to launch that indictment and to bring Donald Trump in to be arraigned. So that's something else that could potentially happen. But you know, if they're trying to avoid the look that this is election interference, they're not doing a very good job. Think about it this way, think about it this way. You have uh, Jack Smith who brought the charges before the judge Eileen Cannon in Florida. And he wanted a speedy trial there. They were shooting for August or September of this year. She set a trial date of May after all of the primaries, pretty much after Super Tuesday, after Donald Trump could really have wrapped up the nomination. I mean, going to wrap it up pretty quickly. And then, wouldn't you know it, after Jack Smith realizes, man, I'm not going to get a trial till May. I need more indictments. That's when he goes to Washington, D.C. and he indicts Donald Trump four more times. Now he's asking for a speedier trial there. If that trial gets pushed back to, I don't know, May or June or July or August or some other time, because let's be honest, it's not a lot of time. It's not a lot of time for what they're asking. They're asking for a case based on uh, thousands of interviews, thousands of hours of testimony during the January 6th committee, a lot of which has been destroyed videotape that needs to be combed over, witnesses that have to be re-interviewed. I mean, there's top secret classified information that they need to look at. There's all kinds of things going on in this case, and it's going to take some time. If this January date holds or if it's granted by the judge, clearly, clearly we realize then, I mean, we know now that they're all in cahoots together because it would then be specifically targeted to interfere with the election of Donald Trump. Now, does Donald Trump need to be in Iowa to win the Iowa caucus? I don't believe he does. Would he like to be in Iowa or campaigning somewhere else? Absolutely he would. He, he wants to be in Iowa leading up to the election. He wants to be in Iowa talking to the people, buying them blizzards at Dairy Queen or whatever he needs to do, you know, whatever his, his new thing is. He wants to be doing all of that. And then what typically what happens is on caucus day, you fly to the next state, which is New Hampshire. So then he's going to go to New Hampshire and prepare for that. And then after New Hampshire, you go to South Carolina and Nevada, all those other places. You're never really in the state you're in during the caucus, but you need to be there beforehand. And if you're in court, you can't be there beforehand. And if you're in court right before the Iowa caucus at the request of the special prosecutor who was appointed by Merrick Garland, who was appointed by Joe Biden, then yes, this is clearly uh, election interference of the highest magnitude and caliber by the Democrats. Um, Again, something we knew, but something that they continue to just lay out in the open. They don't even they don't even try. They don't even try to hide it anymore. Um, It's so it's so blatant. Anyway, I believe and again, I'm no legal scholar, but I was waitlisted by one of the finest law schools in the country. Um, I believe that the Supreme Court eventually is going to have to step in. I know Donald Trump has already asked via Truth Social for the Supreme Court to step in. Again, I don't know legally what recourse they have, but they're the Supreme gosh darn court, aren't they? I mean, the Supreme gosh darn court, they're going to have to say, look, this is unprecedented. This is unheard of. If this trial date is set for the Iowa caucuses or during the primaries or something like that, there has to be some kind of interference from a higher power. I believe the Supreme Court is going to have to put some kind of stay or is going to have to intervene in some case or in some way shape or form. They're going to have to come forward and at least say, look, these trials can go on, but they can't interfere with an election. That is sacrosanct. These trials can go on, but but you need to make sure that they are interspersed or even pushed back as originally was asked by Donald Trump's uh, attorneys after election day, especially if he is the primary winner, as it appears that he's going to be. I mean, it, it, it wouldn't be, I'm going to be honest with you, it wouldn't be, in my humble opinion, overreach by the Supreme Court to do that, especially because, again, there's clear, I mean, there is, there is clear violations of, uh, of uh, you know, what the, the Supreme Court, or I'm sorry, what the judicial system is supposed to be. There's overreach by the courts. There's overreach by the judges. There's extreme overreach by the DOJ and the special prosecutor. There seems to be no semblance of honor or decency or concern about the actual constitution of the United States of America. The charges are ridiculously trumped up, pun totally intended. And I feel that eventually the, I mean, the Supreme Court, that's what they're there for. There are checks and balances on this country for a reason. And one of the reasons is to make sure that no one branch becomes too powerful. Well, guess what? One branch has become way too powerful. And that is, ironically, the branch that's that's helmed by an 81 year old buffoon who can't walk or talk or, you know, stay up past midnight. Really, really a crazy situation where we are. Also, uh, there's an update on this other story about this guy who was shot in Provo, Utah. This guy. uh, Let me let me pull it up here. This is from Breitbart as well. Uh, Truth Social informed the FBI about this dude. Uh, true social informed the FBI in March and true social again is Donald Trump's uh, very own private. It's not private. It's public, but it's his very own personal social media network that he created when Twitter, when Twitter booted him, true social informed the FBI in March about threats made by a Utah man who was killed by FBI agents on Wednesday as they tried to execute search and arrest warrants for threatening president Joe Biden. Craig Robertson, a 75 year old man from Provo, was gunned down by FBI agents who were trying to arrest him after he was charged with three counts of interstate threats, threats against the president and influencing, impeding and retaliating against federal law enforcement officers by threat, according to a criminal complaint. Uh, A senior law enforcement official told NBC News that former President Donald Trump's True social uh, platform notified the FBI about Robertson after he threatened to kill Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. I'll be waiting in the courthouse parking garage with my suppressed Smith and Wesson M and P nine mm to smoke a radical fool prosecutor that should never have been elected. Robertson allegedly wrote days before Bragg indicted Trump on thirty four counts of falsifying business records. Two. This is where it gets interesting. Two FBI agents. I mean, that was pretty interesting too to have a, have a guy go on on True Social and say he was going to be waiting in the parking garage with his suppressed nine mm Smith and Wesson. Which I mean, again, I'll be honest with you. Nine millimeter, uh, the suppression of a nine millimeter Smith and Wesson, it's not all. It's not like the silencers in the movies. It's not like I mean, it, it would the shots would still ring ring out, especially in a parking garage. They'd uh, they'd echo back. Hey, well, I digress. Uh, two FBI agents conducted surveillance at Robertson's home in late March, days after he allegedly made these threats against Bragg. When the FBI agents contacted Robertson at his home. He defended his post, arguing it was a dream, and he told them to come back with a warrant, according to the charging documents. Robertson allegedly threatened to kill Biden and posted numerous photos online of the firearms he kept in a gun cache inside his house. As Breitbart News reported, the FBI deemed these threats credible and attempted to serve arrest and search warrants at Robertson's home in Provo, Utah, but ended up shooting and killing him at around 6.15 a.m. local time. So the FBI uh, was aware of this guy. They were aware of his threats. They had some officers surveilling his house. They went over there to arrest him, and he said, come back with a warrant. And then they came back with a warrant, and he ends up shot and killed in his own house. And there's no real information uh, coming out about what happened, what transpired. The FBI's inspection division is investigating the shooting. The FBI takes all shooting incidents involving our agents or task force members seriously. In accordance with FBI policy, the shooting incident is under review by the FBI's inspection division. As this is an ongoing matter, we have no further details to provide. That was the official FBI statement. I mean, look, again, do we really trust the FBI to investigate the FBI? And was this guy a man of sound mind and body? Well, he's 75 years old, so I don't know how sound his body was. And clearly his mind, he was a little disturbed. He was making threats you're not supposed to make you're not supposed to talk about, I mean, you're not supposed to want to go hide out in a parking garage with a suppressed, uh, you know, a Smith and Wesson nine millimeter to pop a cap and DA Alvin Bragg's very sizable, butt. uh, probably a few caps is what it would, t- it's a big, butt, uh, anyway, um, but anyway, but th- th- you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed, to, you're definitely not supposed to say it or print it anywhere. That's a threat against somebody. You're not supposed to threaten the president, but there's a couple of weird things here because number one, I always thought threats against the president were handled by the Secret Service. And number two, how is it you go from serving a warrant to shooting and killing a man at six fifteen in his own home, and there's no reports uh, out about exactly what transpired or what went down? Um, You know, we know this guy was a Trump supporter. We know that he was angry, and now he's dead at the hands of the FBI, an organization that has been under scrutiny for a very long time for being the personal stormtrooper uh, Gestapo-like police force for Joe Biden. Um, anyway, this is a story that I hope we can get to the bottom of. I don't believe we ever will. I don't foresee a lot of information being released to the public about what went down in Provo, Utah. Anyway, we'll have more on that later today. It is Friday today on the Mark K Show. I mean, it's Friday everywhere. So I guess that was, it's just Friday, basically. And that means we've got some uh, fake news Friday coming up, which is very exciting. We've got Weekend Review Trivia. We're going to follow all the other stories, all the news you need to know, stuff that's going on in the world. It's coming, folks. It's coming. Noon today, 11 Central, The Mark K Show. Thank you so much for listening to this. Don't forget, go find my YouTube channel and like it, because like I said, we're going to start posting more and more stuff on the YouTube channel, stuff I know you're really going to enjoy. Uh, Stuff you can learn from, stuff you can you can you can take in, and and you know, like I said, be like Biden, BLB. Um, That's gonna that may be one of my first new videos that I add. Maybe I'll work on that this weekend. Uh, Anyway, and thank you again for downloading this podcast. Don't forget to listen every day. Don't forget to talk about this every day. Like it every day. Share it every day. Let's build up our our army of patriots. Let's build up our force of of patriotic, liberty loving, freedom defending patriots. So that we can all come together, so that we can all battle together, so that we can all learn from each other and, and help each other out and have each other's backs and ultimately all together save the republic.